Good morning on Saturday the 7th. So let me start with what I'm not having on this podcast. No Kentucky Derby. I know there's a lot of interest in Kentucky Derby today. They will not be provided here so I can save you time. Go on to another search for for that. Um, let's jump into what we actually let me do the let me do the picks real quick and then I'll get to some analysis of it. That way, if you're short on time, you can listen to this and skip the rest. Okay, so today's picks. Without further ado, now get the screen up. All right. I'm gonna start with NBA. I have a lean on Memphis plus seven. A lean, not an official play, Memphis plus seven. I'll get into that analysis later. MLB. A lot of these are just replays from yesterday that didn't get played and postponed due to weather. Cincinnati plus 100 over Pittsburgh. Dodgers on the run line, minus one and a half, minus 135. Kansas City Royals plus 105. San Francisco parlayed with a teased number of over three and a half for the game. San Francisco and over three and a half, minus 105. Colorado Rockies plus 100. San Diego Padres minus 115. Going over to NHL. I like Florida. I'm going to do three different bets on it, but only one unit. I'm going to get an analysis later on this. So, correlated parlay. Florida to win in the game over four and a half. Half a unit. Florida to win in a game over five and a half. Quarter unit. That's at plus 115. The other quarter unit, Florida to win by two or more. Florida puck line at plus 130. Same style on Colorado. I'm going to do one unit. I'm doing half unit on Colorado to win. Parlayed with over four and a half. Half a unit. A quarter of a unit on Colorado to win and over five and a half at plus money. The other quarter of a unit, Colorado minus one and a half on the puck line at plus 110. Next, we get to a more a, a simpler bet. Rangers minus 120 money line. And finally, we come to the pizza and beer parlays. We have the first one, a two-teamer. In hockey, the Florida Panthers, money line, full game. Colorado Avalanche, money line, full game at plus 117. Then we're going to do totally different teams. No, nothing keyed in. Three-teamer, three-legger. We'll start with, uh, we're going to have two baseball in this. We're going to start with the Rangers, though, in hockey. New York Rangers, money line, as well as now baseball, the San Diego Padres money line and the Los Angeles Dodgers money line. And we're going to get that at plus 388. So if it comes in, your beer parley, parlay is uh, beer for the whole bar, I guess. So Florida and Colorado for the two-teamer for the pizza, the Dodgers, the Padres, the New York Rangers for all the drinks you can get. All right, so that is the picks. I talked about basketball. Yeah, that's it. All right, now some analysis. And again, if you don't want to, if you don't have time, you don't want to listen, maybe you get tired of me in the soapbox. I'm really just doing a recap of, of, the, of the games and, and the reasons why. I think the why, the learning from history so you don't repeat it. All right, so here's what I have. Now I'll start with the frustrating part, which is NBA. Why is it frustrating? Because I keep winning, except that I'm not betting on it. As I mentioned yesterday, the last official bets in NBA were in April. They both won. Ever since then, I've had leans, leans, and they've all won. 
every one of them. So a streak of nine in a row going into yesterday, only two of which counted because only in fantasy land can you count a lean as a win. I didn't bet on it. I told you I wasn't going to. So yesterday's lean was Dallas. I said, you know, let's pick them. That's the way to play, but I think we can get Dallas plus five, and that's what I'm going to wait for. Well, the last deficit they had in the game was 13 to 11. So, yeah, a little bit better than Pickham at that point. I think it was one point maybe. I, I don't remember, actually. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> so we didn't, get that, we didn't get that bet in, and Dallas won. So today's bet, as I mentioned, is Memphis. Now, why is it only a lean? Well, first of all, the numbers tell me Golden State 115, Memphis 109. Those are rounded down from you know decimals, rounding up or down. So that's Golden State by six. So obviously, if you force me to take a side, I'll take Memphis. But that wouldn't be even something I'd put a lean on. I think this sets up pretty well for Memphis. They split at home. Now, Golden State is going to come to their home, and they're going to try to send a message, get this thing done. Memphis is a little bit cocky, maybe. But I think that cockiness on the, will translate to a tight game on the floor. And I'll take the seven points. Seven points in the playoffs? Yeah, I'll take it. But it's a lean. And I'm telling you, I will not play that tonight. I'm not going to watch it tonight. I'm not going to look for a live betting opportunity. And I expect to come back tomorrow and say that we're on an 11-game winning streak. Only which, of two of which counted. And at some point, maybe I will see a bet that just looks slam dunk. And I'll play it for real, and that's when the tide will turn and I'll lose. <laughs> we'll see. So if you're running with these leans, then keep doing it because you're making more money on my leans than I am, if you're agreeing with me, that is. Now, you know, NBA is harder to bet. It really is. Why am I doing these leans? Why am I, what kind of an idiot is on this kind of a hot streak of calling the right side and not playing it? Well, the idiot of me that knows long term, and I'm talking long term, <laughs> That baseball and hockey is more profitable for me. There's not a there's not a question that this year it's not it's not that doesn't mean that NBA has been bad. I make money in NBA too more than I don't. There's more profit than loss in the NBA long term. I'm finding the NBA to be a challenge because of the way the game's changing and really the way the players are changing. You know, back in the day, as they say, they just strapped it up, rubbed some dirt on it, put some tape on it, and go play. Now, you know, there's a paper cut in the warm-ups and they're not in the lineup. And, of course, I'm being facetious. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to these guys. But that's just how it seems. Or, you know, more of a, a, a player doubtful and magically they, they play, which is a good thing, by the way. I appreciate that, but it does affect your cap. So it's, trying, it's almost telling you don't come out there 12 hours early, 24 hours early, and say, this is, the, this is my play. This is what I'm playing. Put your bet in. It's almost telling you to put your bet in as late as you can, right up to the point your book shuts the line off. If you miss that, then you just play it live as soon as the game tips off. My problem with that is they charge you a few extra few extra points on the live betting because they they know that's what they can do, so they'll charge it. And it, it doesn't always work out. Most of the time you can get a slightly better line if you wait live, but usually it doesn't matter if you're just talking about a couple points. And, and if it does... It, the law of averages tells you it might matter as much as it doesn't matter, uh, meaning the, you could be on either side of the game and that point may or may not matter. 
It's just games that are in the 200s don't typically typically have a big of a variance, especially in the point total. Uh, you know, these injuries, and I don't want to get on the soapbox again, but let's just look a quick recap of the style of play. So you got a player like uh, Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis, long and lean, seven-foot type guys, injured all the time. Now you got go back a, a notch, and you got Shaquille Shaq, the guy seven foot, but he's a he's a horse. His style was not; he wasn't shooting three pointers. He wasn't a seven foot guy trying to play mixing my sports up, but trying to play shortstop. So. And then you move back a generation, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, seven foot, long and lanky, just like Durant and AD. But he wasn't shooting three-pointers. He didn't like to bang down low. As a matter of fact, he developed a sky hook so he wouldn't have to. Instead of trying to push it in under, underneath and getting hacked, and hacked away at, he just put the old lanky arms out there and throw the sky hook in and it was undefendable. Neither one of Shaq or Kareem Abdul ran down the court like a track star. They weren't part of any run and gun. There was no uh, showtime for them. So what am I saying for, for all this? You're going to expect these injuries, and that's injuries make it harder to bet. Again, the Durants and AD, the history shows us up. They're injured all the time. Again, a seven-foot guy, picture any super tall guy from your history, whether that be work or school or whatever, unless they're the elitist of the elite athletes that made it to the NBA, they were kind of seeming a little uncoordinated, a little long and lanky and gawky maybe. Now, picture that player trying to play shortstop. They don't. They would be injured immediately. So you got these tall guys trying to play the agile game, the agility game, and they're getting injured. Tweak a hamstring, tweak an ankle hyperextend a knee. It's going to continue to happen. Making, my whole point of making here is it's difficult to bet on the NBA. It's extremely frustrating to do so. Uh, probably next season I have to look more into uh, player props because if that player doesn't play, guess what? You don't have to worry about your bet. But we'll see. We'll see. Doesn't mean it, NBA, listen, I'm on the streak right now. Apparently I'm getting, apparently I've got the game under wraps, but I just know the history. All right, so that's I guess that's my soapbox for the NBA. Now let's get on to yesterday's baseball. Most of that was rained out. We had four rainouts yesterday on my bets. The Colorado game, just a loss. It was plus 125, lost it. In the Tampa Bay-Seattle game, I got a plus 105 winner, so actually baseball was profitable yesterday. But... Um, Tampa Bay plus four and a half and over four and over four and a half for the game. Tampa Bay plus one ten if you took it on its own. Over seven if you took it on its own. Well, the game went to fifteen, so it doubled that up. That was easy. So you know, maybe got too complicated in the bet, but it was a winner. Uh, then we move on to the pizza and beer parlays. That was frustrating. So it was Yankees on both. So the two teamer became just a single game with the Blues, and the three teamer became Edmonton and Tampa Bay. Uh, game over four. That's the Rays game over four and a half. So the pizza parlay became saltine crackers because the Blues didn't get it done. So it's still still the quarter unit loss. It's just if it were one, it would have won less. Then the next one won because Edmonton didn't need the one and a half. They won by six. 
And Tampa Bay, as I said, didn't need to over four and a half. They tripled that. They were at 15. So that won, but it became, instead of plus 127 with the Yankees, it was minus 189 without the Yankees. So the bar closed early, I guess, on your on your beer parlay. You got saltine instead of pizza, and then they closed shut the lights off on you when you were still halfway down working on the beer there. But it came in. All right, so let's move on to NHL. So NHL, that was a frustrating one a little bit. Got the Carolina and Boston game over. Picked St. Louis at home, short odds. Just didn't get it done. Outclassed. There was, that was just a loss. There's nothing you can say about that. Next one's a little frustrating. I liked Edmonton and Kings under six and a half. And I really liked Edmonton to win that game. But I didn't want to pay Edmonton minus 150. So I came up with the correlated parlay by teasing the total up from six and a half because that was the one I, I was a little afraid of. Took it to seven and a half and then just took Edmonton to win. My explanation yesterday was why pay Edmonton minus 150 when I can get an 80-point improvement, get them at plus 130, as long as the game is seven or less. Can't go to eight. Well, Edmonton score eight on their own, eight to two game. So I turned a, a win on Edmonton and a a lean, I guess I said to I said for people to play the under six and a half if you couldn't do the same game partly. So technically that had been a loss on that. So you could have pushed on that essentially, I guess. And then, uh, but anyway, it's a loss. So didn't like that. So what I came up with today, of course, was the the best bet between the floor on the Florida game was Florida and over four and a half. Obviously, the best way to win is just take Florida on the money line, but you're risking way too much. Washington at home has a chance to do something today. I figured Florida and over four and a half minus 140 rather than basically 200 is a logical play. Uh, normally, I wouldn't pay that juice. I would just played Florida and over five and a half, but I got a little gun shy. To be honest, I got a little gun shy with the Edmonton uh analysis paralysis situation there so I took so I didn't want to put too much on the five and a half at plus money and then uh, Florida minus one and a half at plus 130 is a logical play and certainly that's an option for people that can't do the correlated parlays the same thing went with the Colorado Nashville business splitting it all up over four and a half in Colorado then over five and a half in Colorado and Colorado puck line they all make sense I have Florida 3.85 to Washington 2.41. I've got Colorado 3.85. Let me see what that decimal. Actually, the app, yeah, it did average up to 3.85 on both. So Colorado 3.85 and Nashville 2.28. Very similar score situations. And yeah, they're not two-point margins where I'm asking for the puck line to win by two, but that's rare. Number the numbers you can no matter how you plug in, well, I guess you can make the numbers say whatever you want, but when you put reasonable numbers into a spreadsheet, different models that you may or may not use, you're not going to get real life scores. You're not going to get Florida seven and Washington two. That requires eyeball testing on that. No computer is going to tell you to take Florida seven because there's Florida doesn't average seven goals and they give up more than. Or, or, yeah, they give up more than two. So the computer, when they give you a margin of a, a one and a half, that's telling you to take the puck line is what they're telling you there. And the scores in the vicinity of six in both these games 
the logic there. Now, obviously, if a game is listed at six and a half and you're saying it's six through your numbers, you should be taking the under. And when you're doing these same game T's to parlays, I'm saying over four and a half and over five and a half. Yeah, both of those win with the production of six. But if I'm saying that it's going under the bookie's total, the bookmaker's total, then I should be teasing those numbers to a higher and taking it under. So I should be going under eight and a half or at least under seven and a half, that kind of logic. And that makes perfect sense. Except for the fact you're talking about Florida and you're talking about Colorado. Those teams can put points on the board at will and Nashville can do some damage as well. And that's not overlook Washington either. Then we get into the goalie situation. Now I did, uh, yeah, I had to redo this this podcast as well because it went longer than I even expected. This one's going to take. But Connor Ingram for Nashville. That's third string. Now, he's been lights out. He, repl- and he, he His last game out, the guy was amazing. It took overtime for Colorado to beat Nashville 2-1. to one. Connor Ingram did amazing. The game before that, the second stringer got lit up he was letting more goals in than he was saving. It was just, it was a sieve back there. There's there nobody in net, basically. Took him out, put Ingram in, and he locked the thing down. The guy's been lights out. But you know what? His history does not indicate that he can do this. And lightning struck once, and then it struck twice in the exact same spot. And I'm sorry, but it's not striking again. And obviously, if I'm wrong, well, then I'm losing the bet. Probably. Um... If he's if he's if he's going to lock things down again, I guess I'm not getting the five or six goals in this game, and I'm probably not winning by two. But I'll take that chance because Connor Ingram is not the next coming of a holy man. It's just not the case. Then we move on to the Rangers and uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Louis Demang in goal for Pittsburgh, third string again. I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh's at home. Pittsburgh's a gamer. They're, they they play hockey. That's a team that they don't know how to quit. And they don't have Rangers that big of a favorite. They have them at 3.05 to 2.72. But at minus 120, that's value to me. And you've got Shesterkin, who will be the winner of the best goalie of the season. And you've got Louis Domingue. And again, I don't... I don't that doesn't mean that he's not a quality goalie. It doesn't mean he's not. He's playing a. He's playing in the NHL playoffs, but he's not the guy. He's not the guy on their team. I'm sorry, but Pittsburgh, you can have all the faith you want in them, and that's important for the team to have faith and the guys in the net behind him. But that's not. That's not. And that goalie needs to feel that, but it's not going to work. This is the exact opposite of what you want in the playoffs. You got. Shesterkin against Demang. That yeah, I don't know how you can bet on Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, you can't. If they were plus 200, I would think about it. I still wouldn't play them though. But New York Rangers minus 120. I'm not arguing with that at all. I'm playing it. So that and that reflected itself in the pizza parlay, Florida and Colorado at plus 117. So Florida, Colorado plus 117, and then again the. Uh, Beer parlays, uh, Dodgers, Padres, and Rangers at plus 388. I, you know, I'm, I'm taking a little chance there. Uh, 
the good thing is I'm not keying on any specific team. So if one of the two first teams in hockey, the favorites lose, I'm not going to lose necessarily the beer parlay. And if one of the long, longer shots, and none of them are long shots, Padres and Rangers are both favorites ever so slightly. And the Dodgers are a little heavier favorite, but all three together at 388. It's a lot of beer, a lot of beer. All right, I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, talked about all of it. I think we're done here. Best of luck.